0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Nighthawks Nation podcast. I'm your host, Alex.
1: Hi everyone, I'm the new intern for the Guelph Nighthawks. My name is Julia and I'm gonna be here doing a lot of podcasts in like night vision studio, so I'm excited to be here. Coach Pissy, how are you doing today?
2: Fantastic, how are you both doing?
1: Doing well, I'm doing, doing
2: well, okay. yeah. So, let's, let's
0: start off. Why did you decide to return to the Nighthawks'
2: year? Uh, I was forced to. Um, no um, because uh, you know we, we I feel like well one professional development is is crucial right um, to continue to to get these reps to get better at it. Um, you know it's like anything a craft you you have to continue to build and, and get repetition uh, to improve um, We have a pretty good organization I think cam as the, the leader of the organization does a fantastic job um, you know, Empowering people uh, and supporting people and in, in maximizing potential, which is the job of a coach, a good coach anyway. Um, so that's another piece, and, and there's a, a million fantastic people that are a part of this. Um, you know, I could give you a number of reasons. The league is growing, and, and they're doing such a great job developing it and, and growing it. The talent gets better every year, which is crucial. Uh, the product continues to grow, the support continues to grow, which is crucial. Um, And ultimately, uh, I want to (laughs) win. So ultimately, it'd be really nice to, uh, we've gotten better every year and make playoffs and continue to improve. And I think my personality uh, everywhere I've been has been as a builder. And so, you know, we're not done building this yet.
1: Yeah, so now that you're back, what are you most excited for?
2: Um, Playing in front of fans, I think, will be kind of cool after the last couple of years that we've had. I think everywhere in professional sport, anywhere. Um, that piece will be will be neat Um, I think on a personal level I think uh, um, you know sort of executing or or practicing some of the things I've been able to learn you know my time in Fort Wayne or the time with the Raptors just kind of continue to improve and and try things and um, you know try to um, yeah just try to try to practice the growth a little bit I think I'm looking forward to that uh, and again, the, the, the competition, just trying to get better, trying to win, trying to help our team maximize their potential as individuals and obviously as a, as a group.
0: Last year, the Nighthawks went 5-9, and, and you were out in the first round. And I'm just curious, what, what do you think was missing last
2: year? Uh, yeah, last year was a little bit of a wonky year, right? We had guys in and out, um, you know, guys were quarantining when they came in, you know, and so people were coming in at different periods. We just didn't have consistency, I think, was what was missing. We, were, we didn't have, you know, a consistent roster um, with all the changes, I think, you know, with the quarantining and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think that's probably what was missing, you know, amongst other things. I think... Um, you know, we've improved every year. We've gotten a little bit better in terms of improving our talent. Um, um, and so I think, the, yeah, consistency. And I guess that could trickle out to a number of different areas. But, um, you know, I think we will find that. And I think I'll do a better job, as, as I said, just being more consistent and, um, you know, finding the right dynamic with our group. I think it'll be nice to start a season at the beginning with a set roster, you know, with a normal roster that that, um, doesn't need to change, you know. Um, so I think we'll be able to, to get going a little bit earlier.
1: Yeah, uh, and you you mentioned uh, Fort Wayne. So what will you take from Fort Wayne and the Raptors to bring to the CEBL and to the Nighthawks?
2: Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I think, um, you know, the G League and obviously spending time with the Pacers is just, you know, it's... Uh, you, you, there's a lot to learn. You know, you watch Rick Carlisle work. He's won a championship. He's been in the league for 20 plus years. Um, you know, getting to learn from a new organization, and you know, there's and there's some great coaches there. They have a, like a great staff. Um, Lord Pierce, Mike Weiner. You know, they just have you know lots of different um, you know staff. Uh, Jenny Busick was there. Like they just they, they're they're good. You know, um, Ronald Norad. Right. Their development staff's really good. So they just have a lot of people that you can watch and learn from, and, and take from, and and, uh, and so and, and I should include our own staff, like our own Fort Wayne staff. Like we just, you know, so much, so many people to learn from, mm-hmm. uh, so many different ideas. People have been in different places, so you can take from, uh, take from them and their experiences. So that's, you know, I'm I'm interested to, I'm excited to be able to, you know, take those pieces, add them to who I am as a coach, um, and try to keep. Developing, you know what I do and how I do it. And how would you describe uh, your coaching style? Oh, well, job interview here. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: putting you on the spot. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, it's interesting. I think you know as it as it continues to develop, I you really understand that it is about the people, right? It's about um, you know helping to maximize the potential of your people, right? Um, yeah. You know, so my style continues to be more and more about the people and. Learning them and, and learning where to push, how to push, how to you know what they need when you know just trying to figure that piece out. Uh, and every group is obviously so different. Um, and then you know all that to achieve you know one goal to try to move everyone in the same direction. So my style has been about the growth of the individual, so that the group can can excel, right? Um, and then, you know, from technical tactical, I've always kind of been known as a defensive first type guy, and I think that's because people in this world put, you know, we like to put people in boxes. Um, but um, you know, but leadership has been the focus, right? And so, um, you know, trying to be balanced on both ends is is my style. You know, trying to find a way we can get out and run and score easy and score early. Um, take quality shots and move the ball and do all those things and space the floor well uh, and then on the other end be disruptive and you know um, you know force people into things that they wouldn't normally want to do or practice or so on and so forth so um,
1: how would you get people to like, do things that they normally wouldn't
2: want to do? defensively you mean? Yeah. Uh, I can't give away all my secrets um, <laughs> There's a number of different. I mean, there's a number of different things. If you're watching the NBA playoffs right now, uh, you know there's a lot of people switching up their defenses. You know, um, going from man to zone, doubling certain people, right? Certain rotations. Uh, there's a lot of. There's different gap help off certain people, and there's, so there's a number of different things I think um, that are happening that, that are possible. That you know, I was able. to talk going Fort Wayne. Able to to try and do this year, right? Um, and practice and wrap it out and. You know, I um, you know, wasn't much of a zone person, and although I've used it, I wasn't a huge zone, but this year it's convinced me that the zone can really be effective depending on how you teach and how you use it, right? And so, um, you know, I just continue to add things to your repertoire, and, and it's game by game. Every team needs, you know, it's going to need something different. I don't think, you know, defense is necessarily a one-size-fits-all other than, mm-hmm. you know, grounding yourself in who you are as a team, what your identity is. Um, but make, being able to make adjustments and not being afraid of them, you know, it's been it's uh, been crucial. But um, yeah, just switch it up. There's lots of different things you can do to be disruptive.
0: Right. And you're ta- when you're talking about your coaching style, you mentioned leadership as as a big thing. And one of the returning guys this year, being Cap Barber, he got to play in the NBA, play at Madison Square Garden on just on Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day, like, yeah. I don't know if there's anything bigger than that. What do you think his impact will be coming back? this year you know whether that's on the court and even off the court as a leader.
2: Yeah well I, I mean I played on Christmas Day which was pretty cool uh, his first NBA game I think um, I hope he played as well as he did this season he had a phenomenal G League season he was he was really good um, and so you know you hope that translates and, and you hope that he's able to to help you know uh, the the new guy, the young guys, we have guys coming out, you know, in a U-sport or NCAA playing their first professional seasons. Uh, you hope that he's able to, you know, support those guys. Um, yeah, you hope that that's it. I mean, we've had a lot of guys, I was saying earlier, I'm excited for Ahmed Hill to come back and, and what he's going to bring, you know. Um, you know, so, and and some interesting goals that he's set for himself. So I'm I'm really, um, you know, I think leadership is not a, it's not about one person you know it's it's for everyone to share it uh, everyone expresses it in different ways uh, and everyone's capable so I'm hoping that you know the young guys come in and you know they, they are able to exhibit and, and uh, show their leadership qualities and and have a positive impact um, on our culture I think that will be important now, yeah. hopefully cap plays a major role in that
1: yeah um, so going back Back in time. Uh what you what got you first interested in basketball?
2: Uh I would say my bro, my siblings, right? Uh, older brothers, uh, my sister, like sports has kind of been around. I'm the youngest, right? So they, they all played and youngest um, of
1: how
2: many? Uh, six.
1: Okay. And so they
2: family. yeah, they all played and I just kinda of followed along and you know, they were doing it, so I was doing it type thing, right? Um, and yeah, we just had an athletic family, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what we did and um, and like everything it's you know you just keep doing it, you kind of get better at it and you know um, it's a, it's an interesting game. I think you quickly realize um, you know that it can do a lot. this orange round thing can do a lot for you, and so you take advantage of it. Um, yeah it's from when I was pretty young.
0: What, what made you want to get into coaching basketball?
2: Uh, I was forced into coaching basketball. It was not something I wanted to do. It was something I was asked to do uh, after graduating, um, and I, I didn't, it wasn't something I ever thought I would do or thought about doing, I should say, um, but somebody had asked me because they were missing a coach on a, on a grade eight, grade nine girls team, the Scarborough Blues team, that I first co- the first team I ever coached. And so, um, yeah, that was it. And then again, we started. <laughs> it's like probably one of my favorite teams ever. Um, but we started and I knew nothing about coaching or what I should really say is I didn't know anything about teaching, mm-hmm. but I loved to teach, right? And so um, that's what kind of kept the passion going. I enjoy the teaching aspect. Um, and so, yeah, that, I just kind of started doing that and that Kept turning into other opportunities, and now I'm sitting here.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, you had an interesting start because you started as a police officer. So how did you find the transition from being a police officer to coaching basketball full-time?
2: I I would say, like anything, there's a learning curve, right? Because I wasn't coaching full-time before. I was coaching, but with another job, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I'd say... You know the learning curve and, and the adjustment and lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, I'm, once you're in, you're in, and you just kind of figure it out. I think my yeah. biggest—I think my biggest, um, not my biggest, but I think one of the qualities that helps me is that um, I have enough humility to know when I don't know, and so I just try to find the answers. Like I'm driven by growth, so I, I'm, I'm always trying to find the answers. So I had a lot of people help me, you know, in those first. Few. I still have a lot of people help me, but. Um, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think it, I just got fortunate to have a lot of mentors and people that were willing to give me answers or help me find answers or you know, push me in directions or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and I have enough, um, you know, I guess humility to to to, uh, to to be okay with the feedback. You know, um, at times I should say at times, but I try. So. Anyway, so that was that. So I, I think that you know, I, uh, I got in and I just kept rolling with it because the more I didn't know, the more I wanted to know, and the more I was like, wow, these young athletes have so much potential. My focus, my responsibility, is to help them achieve, um, and that in itself becomes a challenge. So in order to be able to help them achieve, you need to get better, and I'm always driven by that. I think you know when I when I coach games, you know I have certain rules about um certain things about, you know, if it's a two-point loss, it's on me, you know, for example, right? And so um always looking at myself first. Did I prepare my team? Was I prepared? You know, those types of things. And then I can look outward if necessary, but uh, I think that first group taught me that I needed to continue to learn and grow and figure it out, and, and that has just hasn't stopped.
0: Was there anything from being a police, o- police officer, sorry, that you were able to transition and to be in... To coaching
2: basketball. Um, I mean, I think there's always elements of teaching and coaching and policing for sure. I think there's, um, you know, I think there's there's certain things that are important in coaching, like command, for example, uh, that you know people might take for granted. Right? I'm not saying you got to yell really loud all the time, but you have to be able to command the room, like you like you would be in a. Like you would do in a classroom or you might do uh, anywhere else, right? So I think that that was something. Um, you know, there's a certain level of uh, fearlessness and confidence that goes, uh, that goes with it. I don't know. There's lots of little, like, you know, intangible traits, I think, that, that align, um, but you might not see them directly related, but they are, you know? They help. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Going back to the part where you're saying, you know, like how when to ask questions, you have the humility. Uh, You did a mentorship program with Dwayne Casey and, like, obviously coach of the Raptors. What did you learn from him? Uh,
2: I learned a lot from him. Um, I think you just learned a lot from that whole experience, right? Like you're, for the first time for me anyway, at that time it was the first time I'd been in an NBA setting. You know, like how watching NBA, you know, the best players in the world. Practice every day, and you know what, how they translate things to games, how they prepare for games. Um, you know, because if you're in the arena, I still call it the ACC, so I'm going to call it the ACC. If you're in the arena, like the I'm sky I'm Toronto, so right? I call it the ACC. Yeah, That's there what we're go. comfortable ACC, with. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in the ACC and you you you're one of the eighteen thousand people watching the game, you see the product, but what you don't get to see is what what's led to that, right? So that piece was really neat. How they prepare, how much film they watch um, you know, how detail oriented they are. And you can't just adopt that. You need to rep it out and practice. It. It's not like, okay, oh, that's what they're doing. I'm going to go do it. It just doesn't work that way. Or at least it doesn't, it didn't for me. So I was lucky. I was coaching at a university so I could just, you know, try to practice it and, and, and figure it out. And, and you can't make somebody else's yours as a coach too. I think that's an important thing to learn fast is that you have to develop your own style and way and, and you know, uh, methods and means of communication and so on and so forth. And you have to be you. It's ultimately, it's what it is. You can't be anybody else. So um, so you're just trying to see how it can add on to what you already do and who you are, right, uh, without adopting it. it was not, it's not something I was ever going to do. But, um, you know, you, you just there's a lot. There was a lot to learn. <laughs> there's a lot. Um, being in that environment over the years and then even with the Pacers, you just, there's so much to learn all the time, right? Um, and how it applies to you and how it fits with you uh, becomes important. Okay. Right. And you know, do you have
0: any favorite coaches? Or that you a of- <laughs> I, I, it's a difficult question. Obviously. It is a difficult and question. And you'll have to pick one, obviously. Yeah, I like a, you know, a lot of coaches. One, as many
2: as possible. I like a lot of coaches. <laughs> I like a lot of coaches. I think you just you. you yeah, I like a lot of coaches. There's those- have a couple names at least. Um... Sure, I mean, I could, like, I have a lot of coaches. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, Dwayne, yeah. Casey, uh, Jay Triano. Um, uh, was like, sort of a, you know, legendary Canadian coach um, who's, who's uh, actually had a pretty big influence because he was, like, one of the first to do it, if not the first, that I, that I was aware of. I'm not mm-hmm. saying other people didn't, but, you know, he was, when I was coming up, he was one of the, those guys that you looked... Uh, to obviously, you know, University Coach Joe Razzo, that whole staff, Chris Oliver, Rod them. there's lots of people there. Um, Sandy Pache, who gave me my first opportunity. who's was passed away, but she gave me my first opportunity at the university level. Um, I, could, I could go on and on and on. Jamma Malalela, who's at Golden State now, gave me an opportunity with the Raptors. Like, there's just so many. There's, there's a lot. And then you let them as coaches that you look at to try to take from like what are they yeah. doing or you study right what do they do i could that list is very long um
1: how do you study other coaches
2: you just watch yeah. okay. <laughs> you know you watch and you learn and you you watch you just there's so much um you know you see what they're doing um defensively or you you know there's certain coaches like this summer i'll watch i've already started with the nba playoffs You know, you pick one or two teams Mm -hmm. and one or two coaches and you just see what they do. How do they do it? How are they adjusting? What do they do in their um, ATOs or their timeout situations? What do they do? You know, what's their consistent, you know, package? How are they attacking certain players or certain defenses? You know, you just kind of pick up and some coaches kind of have their thing, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so that's what you do, you just watch, just like you would study for a test, you're, you're taking in information, right, you're the same, same idea. So, uh, and I think that's important, right, because we, we all can get better. It's not like we all win championships every day, right, yeah. we, we can all get better, so how do we do that? How do we continue to be better at, at, at our craft?
0: Right. even though the Raptors aren't in the uh, NBA playoffs anymore, I feel like I should still ask, uh, do you have a pick for this year?
2: For the NBA playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, I have a pick every year. Who doesn't? (laughs) Who is it? I have one on each side. Okay. And I always have a sleeper (laughs) pick. Okay. Okay. Um, So on the, well, on the West, I got to pick Golden State. Yeah. Right. Um, On the, in the East, there's a number of different picks, but um, my pick for the last couple years, well, the year they went to the final, my, my, my sleeper pick was Miami. Um, my outright pick this year has been Miami. Uh, my sleeper pick was Chicago. They got eliminated. Um, but they fell on hard times. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think Miami is my pick.
1: Okay.
2: Who wins the final?
1: <laughs> it's going to be a great
2: <laughs> series. I have a pick, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay,
1: fine. Um, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self one thing about coaching, what would you tell yourself? About
2: coaching, or about anything? Yeah. But. Well, uh, I would. I could write a book on what I would tell my younger self. I think um, enjoy it.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, I think enjoy it. I think I spent so much time, uh, like in the competition end of it, mm-hmm. you know. At times, I didn't enjoy it. If that makes sense, I think yeah, um, been, yeah. I give you an example. So we we uh, when, when I was coaching at Brock, we were in the national tournament, and the whole thing just felt so heavy. Like the whole tournament felt so heavy. Um, and then we lost our first game. I think we lost by two. They hit a last minute shot. We had a last shot. We missed it. Um, and after that, I, I walked. I remember walking back to my hotel. And I, as I was, with every step, I could feel, like, the weight shedding off me, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I didn't enjoy it. I just didn't enjoy it. Like, the, the whole, I don't think for five years, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't enjoy it because it was so intense all the time, you know? I was just trying to build and trying to win and, you know, just, like, I just didn't, I didn't have fun doing it. Yeah. I, could, I did it and I did it yeah. relatively successfully, but I didn't enjoy the process of doing it. When and did, so, sorry, When did that change for you? I think right after that game. If you ask our team, we were laughing, joking. Like you know, we we were, we were just we just had so much more fun. We blew everybody else out. Uh, but you know, I just think it. Uh, I just didn't have as much fun. You know, I didn't have as much fun. I think this season, one of my focuses is to just have fun. You know, have fun. Like you know, work and do like work as intensely as I do, but but uh, enjoy it more. I think you know. So often it's just I was I've been so locked into just trying to, you know, get better and you know win and do it your way because you know anyway. I just do I need have, to have more fun.
1: Do you have any like tactics or way that ways that you're planning on having more fun? I know you can't really plan. Yeah, to have just fun. smile. <laughs> like just
2: have fun. Like you know just just smile more, have more fun. I'm, it's not like I don't know how to prepare now or I don't like you know all of that stuff just have more fun I think it's I think there's something to be um, uh, said and I think it's obvious where that balance is of of playing loose like I know Steve Kerr has a big thing about just having these guys play loose uh, and they've obviously I mean they're super talented but they've had tremendous success you know in Memphis if you watch them come out before every game they're just so loose and they're having fun like I just think that's a big part of it um, you know get your work in prepare for sure but you know don't stifle it, you know? I think um, you know, that's something I would tell my younger self is don't stifle it. Now, I'm glad I went through what I went through because now I know, but mm-hmm. you know, I think if I could have done it a little earlier, I'm you know, maybe we win a national chamber. But like none of that really matters now. It's just more uh, for me, just just enjoy it. Have more fun with it, you know. You get to do something pretty cool. Um, don't take it for granted, but don't take it so serious. I'm not caring cancer here, you know, like yeah. Have fun with it,
0: right? You talked about your favorite. I mean, your favorite coaches. Do you have any inspirations outside of basketball?
2: Yeah, it's a great. So, yeah, I do a lot of things outside of basketball, yeah. but um, and I always have. I think balance is so important for me. You know, um, that's one of the ways in which I will have more fun with this is that of knowing that there's other things. You know, I have two kids, for example. Like, that's fun. You know, I, I um, you know, I. Um, I do work in the equity and diversity space, and that's fun. I think, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think family, friends is inspiration outside of basketball. I think, um, you know, I just have a lot of other things that I enjoy outside of basketball, which is good for me. How
1: old are your kids, if you don't mind me asking? I don't mind
2: you asking. Uh, My rock stars are five and 10.
0: Oh, that's very sweet. Good
2: ages. They are great. Yeah, they play play. Basketball. One is playing basketball. She was second. Uh, her Pelham team came second in the provincial tournament, so they've done really well. Uh, and the other one uh, is Taekwondo and and um, just runs the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how important do
1: you think the CEBL and the Nighthawks are in promoting basketball in Canada?
2: Uh, huge, 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 huge. I mean, this this thing is is um, growing and growing fast, and um, that's what Canada needs. It's needed this. You know, I, I thought about this. Actually, it's funny you asked that question, because Richard Peckle, who sort of uh, created this whole thing, uh, had this vision three years before it, it started, and uh, or maybe two, or whatever it was. but. Um, and, um, you know, he wanted to just grow the game. We need more avenues to grow it. I mean, it's great that we have our national program, but that's just like one, and it, and it's ten, it tends to be for the, you know, our best athletes, and that's great. And so is this, but this is another avenue, um, you know, for, for ca- our, especially for our Canadian athletes, uh, to showcase themselves to, um, to build basketball in this country. It gives something for our young athletes, our 10-year-old athletes to aspire to, um, and that right now is for our young male athletes and eventually maybe it's for our young women as well. And, you know, I think, um, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but that's something that, you know, this, this is building towards, I think. Uh, and there's a potential for that. So, you know, I think we need to continue to grow this game. As openly and as organically as possible. I don't think it needs to be controlled in any way. Just continue to let it grow, and I think the more avenues we have, um, the bigger it will get, and the better it will be for everyone. So I think that's really important. Yeah, right. Um, in the past, you've
0: worked with youth uh, in in different communities. Why do you Why do you continue to do that?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like the question. Um, because it's important, it's because that's how I was raised, you know, um, that's how I was raised. This is like, what's the point if you can't share it, right. you know? Yeah. All the best things are meant to be shared. Um, time, uh, food, uh, money, um, you know, love, whatever. But all the great things are meant to be shared, and so, um, yeah, it's, that's why I do it. Because it was done for me, and, and it's important to, to give back. I believe, for me, it's important to give back. You know.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, kind of getting to know you a little bit. How do you start your day, and kind of what is your daily routine? <laughs> <laughs> Walk us through the life. Uh, and can I just the show you my calendar? <laughs> I just show you my calendar.
2: It's easier if I just do that. Um, yeah, there's no like. How do I start my day? So, so more recently, since I've been home. So I just got home not too long ago. So more recently, um, I've been trying to start my day with a workout. Okay. What type uh, of workout? Just like, so I have a little weight room, and so I just try, I've been starting my day a little bit with, with the workout mm-hmm. um, more recently. Uh, then it's, it depends. Every day is so different. Sometimes I have meetings in the morning. Sometimes I, I, um, I'm just making breakfast and, and shipping the, you know, our kids off to school. Um,
1: What type of breakfast do you normally have?
2: So myself, or the okay. So you yourself, oh, that's yeah. a good question. This is a good question. So um, if you don't have a ninja,
1: okay, get one, is of like air fryers? Blunders, oh, the air oh, fryer. Okay. okay. Those things are amazing.
2: <laughs> I shouldn't advertise unless they. I shouldn't advertise the unless them. Right. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Get ninja on the phone. <laughs> I'll sell a bunch of those. Um, But anyway. um, so hash browns and, yeah. and eggs and fruit and avocado, if we have it, like, sometimes that's, that's kind of the thing. The, my kids are big flat egg um, fans, you what know, like a, a fried, fri- they call it oh, flat okay, okay. eggs, but, like, fried eggs. They're, like, big flat egg fans. Um, uh, we have all kinds of pancakes. I don't know. We have all kinds of breakfast, but... Um, what was the rest of the question oh the rest of my day yeah. yeah yeah so uh it it just depends like sometimes it depends it's all over the place uh um phone calls with you know agents of players sometimes it's um uh equity stuff um it just depends it, it really is all over the place um and then usually in the afternoon i usually pick up my kids um and then you know I think I think I'll, I'll give you the last two weeks. Really, uh, since I've been home, it's been a major focus on just spending time there yeah. as much as I possibly can. Just you know, making dinners and you know, just hanging out after school, that type of thing. Because I've been gone for eight months or nine months, so I think that um, has been the major focus. But if you ask me, like, what was my two weeks before that? <laughs> I don't know. We were on the road for like a month, so you know, it just it's never the same. <laughs> routine is routine can be hard when you're when you're you know, running around quite a bit, you know. You almost have, like, a road routine. You almost have, like, a home routine. You know, you just, they're different depending on where you are.
0: Do you have, like, a game day routine, things you do every single time there's a game?
2: Mm, Not really. I have, like, one in terms of how I prepare, but not, like, what I do throughout the day. No, not really. Okay. Hey. I'd love to take naps and I never get them in, like, I just... You don't no. have any, like,
1: superstitions that you have to do?
2: Uh... Not really. Okay. I think I used to, but not really.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What What did they used to be? Um, it depends where I was, so, like, a, you know, there's like, a certain... You know, I'd listen to, like, a certain album when I was at Brock, for example, before I left. Um, uh, Maroon 5, Songs About Jane, it was, like, one of my favorite albums, so... Yeah, no. everyone's like, what, 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 what? <laughs> no, because it was calming, it's a great album, but, yeah, but I don't think- <laughs> calming, um, relaxing, I don't want to get hyped up, I want to be in a, you know, um, so just in a relaxed mode, um, yeah, I just try to relax, more than anything, I guess if, if there's anything that I do, it's like relax, if there's anything that I'm going to do, continue to do more of, yeah. that's proven to work for me, I think I coach best when I'm relaxed, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I'm 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 just more locked in when I'm relaxed. You know, heaven forbid, forbid <laughs> one of like three people can <laughs> rally me up, but not this year. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just better when I'm relaxed. So I just that's my I guess if there's one thing I try to do is just stay stay in a pretty good clear headspace so I can just. You know, th- th- actually that is the routine. I play the game in my head, so that's something I do. Um, I play the game in my head, um, you know, first quarter possibilities, what ifs, all that kind of stuff. Like the game, I've already kind of seen it play out, um, in my head, things that they could do when we do that. Like, you know, it's already gone through a couple times before I step out, right. um, yeah.
0: Okay, and where, where would you say you see yourself in 10 years?
2: jeez, hopefully retired. <laughs>
0: You're too young for that. <laughs> Says who? Says who?
2: That's that's traditional traditional standards. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um 10 years old, okay. So, um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the only thing I I don't know cuz this, you know, the this industry, I, look, I could say that if I was like policing again or something or like a teacher or something, you know, like this industry is not, you know, you hope to be, I'll give you the, the right answers. I'd like to be the head coach of an NBA team, you know, but I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. I just, again, I don't have, oh, man, this could be another 25 minutes because I don't have goals. Okay. That's going to throw you. I'm not a goal person. I'm a, um, I do have one goal. It's to continue to grow. So I'm driven by growth and not by destination. So I don't, I don't know where I'll be, but I know that I'm going to continue to progress. So if I'm in basketball, my, my focus would be growth and to continue to progress. I don't want to say, I'm going to be an NBA head coach. I don't know. Maybe I want to be the president. You know, Maybe it, it's, I don't stop there. So I don't know. But I know that if I continue to grow and I focus on that, that will lead me where I, need, where I should be, where I want to be, hopefully in a place that I enjoy being.
0: Where do you that's a obviously it's not a traditional mindset. Where did you did Yeah, you learn you're welcome. That from you can use that any before? time. We definitely can use it. I they, really they like using that, using that. from now. Did you learn that from someone or, or somewhere or is I, you kind I of just,
2: just come to you? No, I just think um I my experiences in general, I think um maybe it's the sociology degree. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, you kinda know what our sort of Socio-political norms are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you go to school, you go to high school, you go to uni- college, university, you get a job. You know, you get married, you buy a house, you get a dog, blah, 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 blah. and we know what that pattern. And we retire at,
1: yeah. as you that's said, oh, you're 30. too young to retire. <laughs> Why? Yeah, that's true. Because that's
2: what, how we're socialized, right? And so for me, I fight that as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, I haven't gone at the traditional paths of being a coach and doing all that, I just, that's not what I've always done. So I think I kind of favor, I have a bias towards, an open bias towards doing things a little unconventionally and doing them a little bit differently because that's how I've, that's why I'm sitting in this chair, you know? Um, And so, yeah, when it comes to goals, I have just never had, I never, I never, it was never a goal to be a university head coach. You know, the only thing I knew I wanted to do was get to the national tournament. Uh, It was never a goal to be the coach or GM of this team. It was was never a goal to be in the G None of that was a goal. Um, The only goal was growth. And if you look at where I started with an SBA grade grade 9 team, uh, you know, we've grown. You know, Mm -hmm. I couldn't have told you where I was going. I could just tell you the direction. Um, And so that's where that comes from. It's like everything uh, for me is about growth. So listen, by all means... Boys, girls, whoever, um, goals can be great for you. Goals are not for me. My only goal is growth. Um, I, don't, I don't have like destination-driven focuses like that. I just want to continue to get better and, uh, and keep moving.
1: Okay. Uh, so we have a series of rapid-fire questions. Okay, we're let's gonna do just going to fire it. at you and yes. then uh, just answer as quickly as possible. Okay. All right. What is your favorite place to go in Guelph?
2: Favorite place to go in Guelph, the arena. Good
0: answer.
2: <laughs> okay, what book have you been reading recently? Oh, um, oh, uh, Never Split the Difference.
1: What's that about? Chris
2: Voss, it's, um, he used to be a, I don't even don't think he is anymore, a, a FBI hostage negotiator and it's about negotiating and so on and so forth. Anyway, it's an interesting book.
1: Okay, what's your favorite movie?
2: Oh, I got too many. <laughs> um, Shawshank Redemption, Usual Suspects, I'll give you two.
1: Okay, so you're like a big true crime kind of person. Well,
2: Shawshank is it's like...
1: Prison-y kind
2: of. Well, but it's more human... Anyway, watch it, it's good.
1: <laughs> I've seen Shawshank. Okay, so, but it's, <laughs> yeah. not a, it's not a prison <laughs> I, movie. Well, it's set in prison.
2: It's set in prison, <laughs> but I wouldn't describe it as a prison movie.
1: Yeah, I guess. It's but about it's like...
2: relationships, it's about... Um, Perseverance. It's about courage. It's about friendship. There's so much.
1: Yeah, but the whole point is getting out of the the prison. Is I don't know. Maybe. You need to rewatch that movie. <laughs> maybe I watched it too young. <laughs> yeah,
2: you need to rewatch it. Okay. I've seen it 25 times. So I can tell you, it's not a prison movie.
1: <laughs> I will rewatch it. I'll put it on my list.
2: And then Usual Suspects. Watch that one.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, favorite TV show. Oh, that one's easy. Um, that one's easy. I just can't remember the name. Um, the Wire. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. What's that about? Oh, it's my goodness I'm getting old that's what that's telling me I'm getting old um, the wire the short version of the wire is it's uh, five seasons long deliberately which I like and it just it takes you through um, five different segments of society in Baltimore um, like this neighborhood um, how um, crime and um, um, socioeconomic status and all this and race and all this stuff um, you know, and the police, that dynamic uh, operates in season one. I think season two is uh, the shipyards, maybe. I think season two is the shipyards. Anyway, how, like, something completely unrelated is related. You know, basically the story, and one season is about journalism and how their, um, journalism and and, um, politics and all that stuff and how it's all related, excuse me, how it's all related. It just basically shows you how society can be intertwined from what we perceive here to there but really how they all uh, are meshed together. And, and it, great character development, uh, great storylines. Um, anyway, really cool story.
1: Yeah, it sounds really good. Favorite podcast?
2: Uh, think About It with Charles Kissy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ding! Very nice, <you laughs> <miss>. good promotion. <laughs> Every should And then this, <laughs> <know> this one. And then this <laughs> one. Besides those two, uh, or
2: do you listen
1: to other podcasts?
2: Uh, um not as much okay
0: that's
2: fair Like not one that I'd say oh my god that's I listen to it all the time it's my Great. favorite
0: okay okay and what music do you listen to to motivate you and the team or the team
2: um, okay other sorry than five, other I'm not than I'm five, not motivated by music
0: okay music okay.
2: doesn't motivate me Okay. I just enjoy it but it doesn't like ah. I can get going okay. Um it doesn't motivate me, but I enjoy it for different reasons. So that's sorry, tricky answer. I do can't. I don't. I don't know who plays our music, so I can't okay, so really answer that. What, one.
0: what music do you enjoy?
2: I enjoy all kinds of music. So this morning, for example, when I was working, on, I was listening to some '90s hip hop.
0: So what were you listening to?
2: Oh, it was a playlist on. Uh, it, but it had everything. It had Wu Tang. Yeah. It had like yeah. Snoop, and it had a lot of different things on. It. Okay.
1: All right. What's your favorite giveaway item at a sports game?
2: Giveaway item at a sports game. I think the bobbleheads are kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're like random, and you never <laughs> yeah. do anything with it, but it's, you know, the box, like the T-shirt you wear, yeah. Yeah. you know, those little like those little balls, like, you know, kids can play with them, but mm-hmm. the bobblehead, you don't really, or maybe you do, and I just n- I never engage with one, but I have some.
0: Yeah, they just neat. sit on your shelf? And yeah,
2: just, you know, they're kind of neat.
0: Okay. What is something you do for fun outside of basketball?
2: Um, what do I do for fun outside of basketball? Uh, time. Family, friends, kids. And do you do
0: like anything in
2: particular with them,
0: like that you enjoy doing or
2: time? Just time. Just time. time. Just okay. time. I enjoy conversations. I enjoy running around. I enjoy dancing in the living room with the kids, like whatever, just time.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite drink? Alcoholic or not? Loaded, Either Loaded one. question.
2: <laughs> water with lemon? Water with lemon. Actually, water with lemon. is probably okay. my favorite thing. I drink it every morning, drink it all okay, time.
1: Okay, follow up. Are you a coffee or tea?
2: Uh both. Depends okay. how I'm feeling.
1: Okay. How do you take your coffee?
2: Uh cream.
0: Cream? Okay.
2: And tea the cream. same? Or uh no, no, no. Just with honey.
0: Okay. That's
2: very cool. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Cats or dogs?
2: I don't have pets, but if I had to choose uh, dog. Why? Uh, just more the interaction, right? You know, yeah. they appear to be very loyal and cuddly and friendly and you know, protective and all like a lot of really cool loyal like a lot of really cool things that you would want uh, traits that you would want in humans. <laughs> you know, I think it's why people like dogs so yeah. much. Um, you know, so.
1: Great. Uh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Uh, and money's no object. Like you can. Afford
2: anywhere? If I could live anywhere in the, I I would again. I I mean I would have to say Toronto because that's where my family is. Okay. So I wouldn't move just because I could. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, would I'd say you live Toronto.
1: like downtown Toronto or in like one of the suburb areas? Yeah,
2: I'd live just outside where I used to. I used to live in Toronto, so. Okay. Um, I'd probably just go back to my old neighborhood, but. Um, now if I could vacation anywhere, yeah. it would be like Bora Bora or it would be, um, yeah, I'd be Bora Bora. Do
1: you like vacationing like on a beach or do you like doing stuff on vacation? No, uh,
2: beach. Beach? Okay. <laughs> if I'm going somewhere, I don't, it's a vacation, but I don't consider going and doing stuff. For me, is not a vacation. To me, a vacation for me yeah. is a relaxing, shut it down, hang out. That's my vacation okay if i go to like if i go to london i'm not going on vacation i'm on vacation but
1: you're excited
2: i'm I'm out i'm yeah being active that's not relaxing for me that's but i'll do it because i enjoy it
0: yeah okay Um, what would you define or what is success for you
2: Uh, growth right that's the goal so if you achieve it then you growth if you're if you're you know, for me, if you continue to to progress, then you're being success. For me, you're being successful. My that's how I define it for myself. Right. It's never. It's not destination focused again. It's not like winning a championship. You were successful,
0: mm-hmm.
2: sure. And lots of teams are successful who were never going to win. I thought the Raptors this year were successful, yeah. and they you know lost four two. Part of that was they maximize the potential of what they had left at the end of the year. You know, I think those I think that's success for you know. As an outsider looking at them, for example, right. But I think growth is key. If you can come away with some wins, some you know. One of my partners describes it as low-hanging fruit, and you can, you know, uh, small victories. If you can come away with some of those, and I think you're in good shape.
1: Perfect. Um, So Alex has these questions that he asks everyone at the end of all the podcasts. So I'll let him do those.
0: I have two (laughs) basketball-related questions. Okay. they're what they would some would call controversial questions. Oh, we'll, controversy! We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> I don't start like with that. <laughs> the first one. Who would you say is the best
2: basketball player uh, of all time? This is like, can I tell you? Like, <laughs> I absolutely hate. We heard you I, hated I, this I, question. I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> I strongly dislike this question, not because you asked it, but because everybody debates this: who's better, who's yeah. the best ever. It's just like a, the never ending argument. So, um, who is the best basketball player ever? Who do you think is the best basketball player? Oh man, it's such a biased question. I don't know, I think, um, I don't know, I think, you know what, I'm gonna go, there's Michael Jordan. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I got it. I'd probably say Michael Jordan. I'm gonna put LeBron James up there. And I'm going to put uh, someone who they who never really gets mentioned in the conversation, I'm going to put Steph Curry up there, you know, as yeah, one yeah. of the best basketball players ever.
1: Why would you say Steph
2: Curry? Because he wins a lot and he's yeah. very good <laughs> uh, and he's changed the game. You know, I don't think he gets like enough, you know, people don't throw him in that conversation as much. but. I don't know, has he won five championships or something like yeah, that?
1: He should be yeah. up there. Yeah, he should
2: be in that conversation, but you don't hear you hear LeBron, you hear Kobe, you hear and those guys have won too, but guess what? So is that other guy. Yeah. Right. Um and so I'm gonna put his name in there.
0: Okay. That that's fair. Who would be in your dream starting five? Ooh.
2: Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a tough question. You it's have to difficult. go through a lot
2: of players. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. Well, Steph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do it this way. Okay. I'm gonna do Steph. I'm gonna do um, Kobe. I'm going to say Tarasi, Sue Bird. And I'm gonna say. Shaquille O'Neal.
1: I love the Seabird. Stud. Yeah, Yeah. amazing. Perfect. All right, well, that's all of our questions for you. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. This is a lot of fun. This is
2: great.